Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Naturalista Experience. Well, hello, 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 loves. It's me, Katie Naturalista. Today's date is Saturday, July 14th, 2018. Welcome and thank you for tuning in today. We have another great show scheduled. We're going to discuss breakups. Breaking up is hard to do, right? Yes. Well, today we're going to talk about how to get over the breakup and how to get past those grieving stages and back into the happy phase. We'll be back after the break. I'm going to drop you this track by Kalani featuring BJ the Chicago Kid titled Down For You. And you're hearing this on The Naturalista Experience. What is defined means nothing to a brother You just don't give a damn, that's why I think I love you It's not fair, how easy I melt when you play in my hair I ain't going nowhere, it's not right I can't sleep without you anymore at night time Not in this lifetime Love ain't never been so close but so far away Like your mind is telling you to just back off in your heart Or it ends But let me tell you one thing Going through a nigga's head Most niggas just get Cause it feels too good to be true Every time I'm with you I'm ignoring what I'm next to Cause love ain't never been so close But so far away It's like my mind is telling me To just be gone my heart says, just stay Tell me what's in love that doesn't keep you up 
Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Just as a reminder of how you all can find and follow me, catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Katie Naturalista. Also, watch and subscribe to my YouTube channel to get your daily and weekly poetry feel. Follow and subscribe to the Naturalista Experience podcast on Blog Talk Radio. That way you guys can join us live every single Saturday and never miss a show. You can also catch up on those awesome archives to see what you may have missed. So today's topic, like I said, we'll be talking about breakups. So Heartbreak Hotel, time to check out, right? Um, you know, we all have been there before, whether we were the bearer of bad news or the receiver. It was still hard to go through, you know? Breakups are never easy, no matter what side of the situation you're on. A lot of us can take breakups easily. Um, it's like changing outfits to some people. And, you know, it doesn't even phase their well-being whatsoever. Whereas other people, it feels like your life is coming to an end and you just don't know where to go. It's the worst feeling ever. Our reaction to breakup you know, breakups, they depend on different variables. Think about it. You know, what caused the breakup? Was there infidelity involved? Did you two just grow out of love? Was there a halt in the relationship? Or did someone truly throw the flag on the play, right? Also, how long was the relationship? Did your career or school cause conflict in the relationship? Or was it finances? There are so many factors as to why breakups happen and why we, why we react so differently to each and every one. In my entire life, I've been in five serious relationships. Two out of the four ended in infidelity. I mean, let me tell you, loves, it's not the best feeling. It's horrible to know that someone you trusted your heart with would deceive you and sneak around with someone else. The one thing I remember feeling was embarrassment. And then that embarrassment turned into anger. And then I went from being angry because I felt like the person made me look foolish. And I felt foolish because it hurt my pride. And then my pride was hurt, so my confidence wilted. 
And when my confidence wilted, insecurity tried to creep in. And then I felt sad. It literally felt like a roller coaster of emotions. The embarrassment truly stemmed from the sheer thought of who else knew? Because you know you're always not, you're the last person to find out, right? Everybody else already knew before you. And it's just like, who else knew? And then why? Why was I so foolish enough to believe all the lies I was being told? You know, it's truly a tough pill to swallow. But I must say, once I got over the embarrassment, anger, insecurity, and sadness, I realized the lessons that I learned, you know, from a result of each one of those relationships, it was pretty beneficial. I mean, I studied those lessons and then continued to focus on me. No longer was it about another person or a relationship. It was about me. Also, I had to tell myself, you know, as well as hear it from my family and friends, because of course, you know, they're going to tell you the same thing. There's something better coming your way. And man, I must say, it's definitely better than anything I've ever had before. So today we, you know, we are going to go ahead and take a little break. But when we come back from the break, we are going to talk about the five stages of grief and how you go through each step during a tough breakup. You have to know what you're going through to get over it, right? Once we go through Dr. Kubler-Ross's five stages of grief, we are then going to talk about how to get over it. So, of course, you know, that last step that you hit in the five stages of grief, you want to stay there, but then, of course, move past it, right? And we want to get back to being the best you possible. So, like I said, we're going to take a short break here. I'm going to drop you this track by B.D. Bell titled Nevermind, and you're hearing this on The Naturalista Experience. You know better than I What is strength and what dissolves You know better than I What your point of view involves Oh, you know And you know better than I What you really feel inside Oh You know Bye. 
Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Before the break, we were discussing breakups and how they are hard to overcome. I have definitely had my fair share. And believe me, they weren't easy whatsoever. In one of my separations, I truly felt like I went through all the stages of grief. Maybe not in the order that Dr. Kuba Ross established, but I definitely did go through it. Just in case you aren't familiar with the five stages of grief, by Dr. Kubler-Ross, let me review them with you. The stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. According to the psychology today, this is what those five stages of grieving looks like while dealing with a breakup. So number one, denial. 
In this phase, our heart rather than our head rules our belief system as we try to adjust to the idea of life without the person we're losing. Even though we know the relationship is over, we really don't believe it. Against the better judgment of everyone around us, we can't help but entertain fantasies of things somehow working out. We see hidden glimmers of hope buried in clear indications that it's over. Yes, this is the phase where we are most susceptible to late night texting. So denial is one of those things where may happen on day one, possibly day two. And you're like, "Ah, you know what? They were just kidding. This isn't over. And some people do go through this and they go through it pretty hard. So they may text back to that person, hey, baby, so what are you doing? And the person on the other end is like, wait, what? We, I just broke up with you today. So, you know, denial is one of those things that a lot of people have a hard time getting over. But then once you get over denial, you go into number two. And that number two is anger. So anger can manifest in many different ways. Anger at your ex, like, how could he do this to me? Why can't she stop being selfish? Anger at God or the universe. Why can't anything ever work out for me? Why am I cursed? Anger at people or situations associated with the breakup. And anger at the other woman. Anger that your partner lost her job because that that's when she changed. And anger at other people who don't agree or stand with your anger. Can you believe, here's an example of it, you guys. Can you believe that George and Jane still want to be friends with him after he did what he did to me? You know you have people that are like that. This is the phase where we think it's a great idea to tell anyone and everyone what a psycho crazy vixen our ex was. This is also when we think it's crucial to send our ex hateful emails because we don't want him thinking he got away with anything, right? So this is when you actually start to lash out. You not only lash out at the person that broke up with you, but even the people that still associate with him. And you guys, if you do that, I'm just going to let you know up front, that's childish. Do not do that. Your friends and the people that you were mutually, you know, that you guys mutually knew, they have nothing to do with why your relationship ended. And if they did, then they're not a good friend, right? (laughs) So make sure that you're really careful about where you trigger that anger because it is going to happen. You you are going to go from that denial phase to the anger phase. You're going to lash out, but make sure that you're lashing out at the person that you need to lash out to. Don't spread your anger everywhere, right? So then after that, we go into bargaining. Bargaining often goes hand in hand with denial. Bargaining can look, you know, in different ways, right? So you want to make the relationship work through negotiation, or you want to make it work through threats, or even magic. (laughs) For example, telling your ex that you will change or move or go to therapy, or telling them, you know, or telling them that they're hurting the children, they're hurting the family, and they're hurting the dog because they're leaving. Of course, this phase is not only limited to bargaining with your ex. Many people bargain with the powers that be, promising to be a better person if their ex will come back. During this stage, you may take a new interest in astrology, tarot cards, or even voodoo that will forecast the reunion. I mean, this is also when we attempt to enlist all of our friends and family to talk some sense into that person, right? I mean... 
bargaining is one of those other things that we do go through because you know when you're going through these different stages of grief you want to find a way back in you're trying to do any and everything you can to find a way back in and honestly um, to give you guys just you know a real talk moment when you bargain after a breakup it actually makes you look really and highly pathetic sometimes because you're trying everything in your power to push yourself into somebody else's life. Remember I did a show about forcing relationships? You never want to push through. You never want to continue to push someone. When it's over, it's over, you guys. So you have to get into that mindset of, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to keep going back and forth because you guys have broken up. It's ended. So now what do you need to do? You need to focus on yourself. So after you, of course, go through the bargaining stage, you go through depression, Depression, like anger, also surfaces in many different forms. For example, you're feeling tired all the time, not wanting to do anything but lay in bed. You feel disconnected from other people when you're with them. You're on the verge of tears time and time again. You have trouble sleeping. You have loss of appetite or you go the opposite way and you overeat. You even may increase your drug or alcohol intake. And that's a big one. You don't want to go through that. And another one is hopelessness. Hopelessness is the most persuasive and debilitating. It is the thing that leads us to believe that nothing will ever be or feel different than it does right now. It makes you feel like you will never move on and that nothing will ever work out for you in the future. Now, you guys, depression is one of those things. It is really scary and it's not a joke. If you feel like you're going through this part you know, in your grieving stage of after a breakup, really get out there, you know, spend time with your friends. You need something to take your mind off of whatever's going on. Because when you fall in a state of depression, sometimes it's hard to get out. And I mean, it's like a continuous rabbit hole where you just keep going down further and further and further. And sometimes it results in the worst. And we don't want that to happen, right? We want to make sure that we stay alive. We want to make sure we stay alive spiritually and literally. So make sure that you're doing everything that you can. If you feel like you're hitting this part, you know, go to therapy, go seek help. Make sure that you're speaking to someone. Do not continue to hold it in. And then last but not least is acceptance. Finally, in this phase, you know, you're able to make peace with the loss, It doesn't always come, you know, suddenly, you know, so it's not like you guys broke up Sunday and then you're right back to yourself on Friday. I mean, it it happens gradually. It's day by day. You know, it's it's really, you know, going through the phases and acceptance doesn't always involve harmony and flowers. There's almost most certain a lingering sadness. So you're going to have that little bit of lingering sadness, but you're going to break through it. And acceptance entails making peace with the loss, letting go of the relationship and slowly moving forward with your life. Sometimes it does feel like a struggle. I mean, it does feel like you're playing a game of tug of war, but just know that you'll get over it. And, you know, knowing the phases of grief, it'll, it'll help you normalize breakups. So after you go through it the first time, You won't have to go through it as harshly the second time if it happens. Just know that you're going to make it through, okay? So what I want you guys to do is think about it. Think about everything that I just said with the five stages of grief. And does any of it sound familiar, familiar to you? 
If so, what I want you guys to do is hang tight because it's time for us to talk about how to keep acceptance in place and progression, you know, to be a key factor to making everything go forward. So hold tight. We will be back after the break. I'm going to drop you this track by Daniel Caesar featuring her titled Best Part. And you're hearing this on The Naturalista Experience. Something. If you love me, won't you? 
Welcome back, loves. So we've talked about breakups and how it's hard, but let's talk about how to move past it. Remember, you have to identify what you are going through to come up with a solution. So that's why we are going through everything step by step. Well, I have five things for you all to remember and put in place after going through that tough breakup. Some of these may sound familiar from past shows. So number one, get rid of the memories. Put all those photos, mixtapes, and gifts away. You don't need reminders around you. Those will only keep you trapped and in that reminiscing spell. It's tough. It's a tough one, you know, to get out of loves. It's horrible. So don't do it to yourself. Also, don't listen to those favorite songs you two shared. Don't go to those places you two love to go to. If you don't want to throw it away because of the sentimental value, just put it away. My famous phrase is put it in a box and also out of sight, out of mind, right? And when you're ready to go back and revisit it, make sure that you're in a healthy state of your mind and your heart. Then you can open that box again and do whatever you please with it, right? Number two, stay busy. I'm sure you've heard an idle mind is the devil's playground. Well, it definitely is. Don't allow yourself to sit there and sulk. Work on something. Work on something that you've been putting off forever. I know that you guys may be procrastinators. Catch up on some rest. Hang out with some friends. Plan a getaway and have fun. Enjoy yourself and do things that you like to do. Number three, create a list. Make a list of your goals and what you need to do to accomplish them. When you make a blueprint of your life, you will definitely see things flourish. It's like doing a vision board. You're likely going to hold yourself accountable, you know, if it's on paper or if it's something on a poster. Make sure behind your list of goals that you write out action plans. You can have tons of ideas, but the action is what will bring it to life. Remember, don't stay idle. And number four, volunteer. Get out and immerse yourself into the community. Give back. When you are out there giving back to the community and making people smile and happy, it's truly infectious because you'll feel happy and full yourself. Continue doing things that'll fill your spirit. And number five, give yourself a break. Do not jump back in the dating game. Some people are able to do this with no problem at all. But I strongly advise taking a break in between. When you take a break, it'll allow you to truly give 100% of yourself to the new person in your life. Also, it'll help you stay aware in your, in your next relationship. You'll be clear-minded enough to see if something will work for you or not. This will save, your, save you more heartache in the future. And that, my loves, are five things from Katie's breakup recovery list. We are going to take another short break. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to do today's recital piece. So here's a tune by Evil Needle titled Mood Music. And you're hearing this on the Naturalista Experience.
All right, love. So the piece I'm going to read for you all today is titled Fool. This piece can be found in my debut book titled Less Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaim. I hope you enjoy. Your face and touch help heal my soul. Hearing your voice, it never gets old. The bandage over my heart, keeping it from the flake and peel. Missing you, my scar exposes itself, I feel. I'm a vulnerable wreck, broken rose. Petals wilting every minute you're gone. Being around you, my body convulses, wishing to speak my truth. Wanting to say all the emotions of, I miss you. I care. You're my happiness, the love I need to repair. The voice that makes me weak to the core. I long for you. Feeling as if I'm coming off misconstrued. Forgive me for being a foolish fool. If I could figure this out, I could stop pleading, shedding tears. What is one to do? A vulnerable wreck demolished over you. Wrenching, welding over again. Love's tool. A wrecked soul. Selfish fool. All to the likes of you. Again, loves, that piece is titled Fool. It can be found in my debut book, Less Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaim. Make sure you guys check out my other title, Real Love, Real Life. Both of those books are available on Amazon, and you can get them in either paperback or Kindle version, whichever one you prefer. Don't just get one, get both. They take you through the journey of Katie Naturalista. We are going to take another quick break, loves. Afterwards, it will be Katie's story time. This story time, I will share with you all my experience with my breakups. I know that I've talked to you guys about some of them before on previous shows, but I'd like to share with you all the lessons that I learned and how it made me better and how it helped me through my current relationship now. So stay tuned to listen in. We'll be back after the break. And here's a track by JMSN titled Hypnotize. This is on the Naturalista Experience. I don't really know what I want you 
Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Remember, loves, you can find me on most social media outlets. That's going to be Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Make sure to watch and subscribe to my YouTube channel and also go onto my website. My website is naturalistapublishing.com. You guys can get your Naturalista t-shirts and then stay in tune with everything Katie Naturalista. If you'd like to be a part of the No One Knows a Poet podcast series on the Naturalista Experience and showcase your work, go to my Patreon account for more details. That website's going to be patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista. So, of course, like I said, it's time for Katie's story time. Today, we talked about breakups. And like I said, I've discussed a few of them in the show, but I'd like to go ahead and kind of talk to you briefly about, you know, the ones that I had. So like I said, two of them, you know, ended in infidelity, whereas the others, they were just, you know, it's time to go our separate ways. Um, you know, the first person that I dated, um, I think I was 19 years old. And this person definitely didn't have their head on straight. And it was just one of those things where I had to learn and I had to understand it was just time to cut it, you know, loose because it could have went the wrong way, you know, for my life. So it was definitely a lesson learned in the first relationship. The second one was one of the relationships that I had where um, infidelity took place. Um, It was the first time that I was with somebody, you know, it seemed like more seriously than the first. And, you know, we were going through this relationship. It seemed like we had fun. We were the best of friends before we even decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And it was crazy because I couldn't believe that this sweet individual could be so deceiving. And it was one of those things where... I truly felt hurt. I mean, I didn't know what to do. And then what made it worse is because the scenario took place where, you know, he cheated on me with one of my friends, other friends. So you know how you have friends that have their own outside friends outside of your group. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And it wasn't a good feat at all. It was it was horrible. I mean, I went through it. But again, I did pull a lot of lessons from that relationship and how, you know, you have to just kind of break loose. And you're never going to honestly get an answer from that person whenever you ask them the why. Like, why did you do it? Because they don't have an answer themselves. They just were doing whatever they wanted to do. Right. And you can't control people and what they want to do. The next relationship that I had, it was a matter of growth. Um, The individual, you know, when I think about it, looking back on it now, it was one of those things where they truly hadn't grown as a person yet. And even the reasoning behind our breakup was weird. I mean, he was at the time, I want to say, I think about five years older than me, if anything, That might have been it. I don't quite remember. But either way, he just felt like we were in two different points of our life and that he was older than me and he wasn't where he was supposed to be and that I'm well further along and we're just not suitable for each other. So it's almost like one of those things where he was saying, you know, it's not it's not you. It's me. So, yeah, I got hit with the lame joke or the lame uh, line of it's not you. It's me. And um like I said, looking back on it now, it was one of those things where it never would have worked out. Um, Just because this is actually one of the guys where I have talked about in a previous show where I actually attempted to reconnect because I was like, oh, we had a, you know, kind of amicable breakup. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, didn't work then. Shouldn't even tried it for the second time around because it wasn't going to work again. 
And then last but not least, this was the um, the five stages of grieving relationship for me. Um, this is the relationship where I actually took a hiatus because it hurt me so deeply. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like the last relationship that I had went to prior to the one that I'm in now, I truly uh, figured out, I guess, what love is in this relationship. And it was one of those things where I think I was so passionate about it going somewhere that I was so blinded by, you know, things that were happening right in front of me or even things that were being said. So I was blind and deaf. And remember what I said about making sure that you take time, you know, in between relationships before jumping into something else. This is the reason why, <laughs> because you need to make sure that, you know, your senses are open and that you're actually able to, you know, tell what's going on in the relationship. And you're not just so blinded by love and the comfort that you think you have. So in that relationship, I mean, it was really, really tough going through everything we went through. It was one of those we were off, we were on. And then after the last part of being on, it turned out infidelity in the end. And it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. But I must say that I feel like I made an awesome comeback and he actually took the L in the end, right? And so, of course, you know, like I said, I was going to talk to you guys about lessons that I learned in each relationship. And I mean, like I said, those were you know, the four that I had before, the the wonderful one that I have now, I can't tell you guys enough how happy I am. It's been great. It's been wonderful. We've had an awesome adventure and I can't wait to see what our future holds. So um, just to let you guys know, the lessons, I don't have like numbers for them or anything, but just some things that I wanted to, you know, share with you guys because I feel like it really helped me along the way. Lesson number one, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many times, you can't change anyone who doesn't want to change. So remember, you don't control anybody. So <laughs> if that person doesn't want to do something, they're not going to do it. It's almost like they're not your child. They're just, you know, the same age as you or they're just as grown as they want to be. So they're not going to change. Also, you can't force yourself onto someone and you'll you'll lose sight of you because you're so focused on them. So remember my last um, show is actually past two shows and we were talking about forcing yourself onto people, forcing a relationship. You can't do that. I mean, you have to see it for what it is just because you're so in like and you're so bedazzled by the person or whatever the case may be. You can't say that's the one because, hey, that person may not feel that way. <laughs> and some people, they may actually take your whole you know, spill of, you know, you're the one for me and da da da. And they'll actually accept you and be in a relationship with you, but it's only so they can get what they want out of you. And who wants to be in a relationship like that? No one, because it's not fulfilling. You'll leave out of that relationship empty. So don't do it to yourself. And then, of course, you can't make people grow up, they have to do it on their own. So if you find yourself constantly in a relationship giving people ultimatums, or if you're like, you know what, you need to really grow up. And you know what, you need to do this. You need to handle your responsibility. Guess what? You're not saying anything to them different than probably what their parents told them before they kicked them out of their house and put them right in yours. So remember, you cannot make people grow up. That's a decision that they have to make on their own. Also, age has nothing to do with that. I want to put that in there. Age has nothing to do with people growing up because maturity hits people in different stages. So remember, I know you guys probably heard me say my age before, but I'm 30. And so I feel like I'm pretty good where I am. 
Of course, I have more stuff to learn, but I'm just saying I've seen worse. (laughs) And of course, you know, discussions between you and your partner are just that. No one else needs to know what you and your partner talks about. So don't be that one that's always running to tell that, right? Every time you and your partner talks about something, you tell your girlfriends or you tell your mother or you tell your aunt or you tell somebody else. Whatever goes on in your relationship, keep it between you. Unless it's something like a domestic, a physical domestic violence or, you know, dispute or something like that. Definitely go run and tell that because we don't want you to be hurt. We don't want you to go through anything that's hurting you. But if it's something where you guys have something personal going on or it's a personal in-home matter, that needs to stay in-home. It does not need to breach that home web. It needs to stay right within there. Because once you have so many people in your business, eh, doesn't make for a good thing. And then everybody else is in your relationship now. It's not just the two of you anymore. Also, I learned to speak up. I used to have a bad, bad habit of not speaking up. So I learned how to speak up and not bite my tongue so that the other person can be satisfied. If you do that, you're going to suffer. I mean, you don't want to suffer through your relationship because you're trying to be nice. You're trying to be the passive one. You know, tell people what you're saying. Now, what I will say, another lesson that I've learned behind that speak up is give yourself time. If it's a heated debate, And you know that what may come out of your mouth is not something that you're going to mean because it's nasty, it's rude, it's hateful, and you just want to get back at the person. Breathe. Just wait a few moments and then come back to it. Because you always have to be careful about what you say in the heat of the moment because you might regret it later. So be very, very cautious of that. Also, don't be the constant giver. Allow them to bear fruits to you as well. It's, it's great. The relationship is supposed to be, you know, it's not always supposed to be give, give, give. It's not supposed to be give and take either. It's supposed to be sharing, right? So you guys should be sharing things amongst one another. You shouldn't constantly be the one putting in something. You shouldn't constantly be the one paying for everything. Or when something happens to that person, you're always picking up the, the slack. So, you know, sit back, fall back for a little bit and see what they do for you. Also, Look for a challenge. I know a lot of people have a hard time with that one because they get so comfortable with people or they get comfortable being around people who are in the same element as them. So like they they grew up together in the same town or, you know, they went to the same school together or, you know, things of that nature. You need to, to step outside of the box. So look for a challenge. Look for somebody who's going to teach you something and vice versa, because you guys don't want to be stuck at at certain points in your relationship. You constantly want to be able to challenge each other and grow, you know, with each other and bounce ideas off of one another. That's what keeps a relationship interesting. When it's something where you just know what's going to happen, it's just routine, things get boring. And nobody wants that, right? At least not for a lifelong relationship. And last but not least, it's okay to not be in control. That is the major, major lesson I had to learn. I'm so used to wanting to have a handle on everything, but you can't do that. Because remember, the only variable that you can control is yourself. You cannot control anyone. You cannot control their thoughts. You can't control their actions either. So you can tell people something in, you know, all day long until you're blue in the face. It's up to them if they want to make that change or not. Not up to you, right? So those are some lessons that I learned 
And I'm hoping that, you know, I'm coming over the air, you know, with you guys. And that's something that you guys could use in your life. That's something that if you are going through a tough relationship right now, that you'll probably reconsider. You'll jot these things down because they're great evaluation, you know, (laughs) statements as well. Because, you know, you don't think about, you know, what's going on in your relationship and why you're so miserable or why you may feel stuck. But some of the reasons why, maybe maybe because of some of the lessons that I learned. So what I want to do is thank you all for listening into tonight's show. We are going to go ahead and close out for the evening. But of course, I have a few reminders for you all. If you would like to be a part of the No One Knows a Poet podcast series on the Naturalista Experience, go to my Patreon account for more details. That's going to be patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista. Also, purchase your copy of Real Love, Real Life and Lust Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaimed on Amazon. Remember, Monday the 16th is Amazon Prime Day. These books are available on Prime. So go check them out. Get your version either on Kindle or paperback. Also, go to naturalistapublishing.com. That's Katie Naturalista's website. You guys will be able to stay up to date with everything Katie Naturalista and never miss a beat. I hope that you guys listen again next Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Good night, loves, and Katie Naturalista out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.